today on Commitment to Truth. When we hear the Word of God, it renews our faith. It renews our strength. It gives us hope. It gives us the answers to our problems, to the difficult times that we're going through. So that anytime you have a need, you don't need a counselor. You don't need a preacher. You don't need nobody. Just open up your Bible and say, Lord, today I am in need of this. Show me where to find the answer. And I guarantee you, when you open up the Word of God, that Word of God will speak to your heart, will edify you. And every time, the answer will refresh you. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we continue a series titled, Refreshing, It's What We Need and What We Should Give. As the Apostle Paul was often refreshed by Anesiphorus, we too are called to bring refreshment to others. It may be to refresh those who have faithfully served you. Nevertheless, it is everyone's eternal calling to provide refreshment to one another. We should never find ourselves doing the opposite of refreshing, like depressing, destroying, damaging, hurting, discouraging, or breaking. When we're with one another, we should be able to cool off, recover, breathe, feel revived, and refreshed. Here's Pastor Jose Torres, teaching pastor at Commitment Church, with today's message. Amen. So, how can we refresh others? Let us go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 6, the, the beginning of the chapter. Verse 1 says this, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust this to faithful men who will be able to teach other also. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier is in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who, had, who enlisted him as a soldier. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer ought to be the first to receive the share of crops. So here we're going to find three ways that you can be refreshed to refresh others. Three ways. The first one is the example of the soldier. The soldier is a committed person, someone who takes an oath. I remember because I took the oath in 1984 to serve my country. And the first thing they say is, repeat after me, I, and state your name, and you stated your name. Do solemnly swear to protect and uphold the laws of the United States to protect all those in this country, to serve them. And it just went on and on until the end you said, I do. And you just committed yourself to putting your life in harm's way to protect this great country that we served. God is calling you to service. God is calling you to his army. And are you willing to say, 
I, Jose Torres, do solemnly swear my allegiance to my Jesus Christ to defend his word, to preach his gospel, to take the joy that I feel to others, to give up my life if it calls for it, so that his name can be glorified, his word can be shared. I do. When you enlisted in the army of the Lord, you've been called into service. You've been called for a specific reason. It is so when you get your marching orders to go out into this community, and just a reminder, this afternoon, after the service, after the second service, you guys that are here at the 9 o'clock, we invite you to come back because we're going to hit the streets. We're going to hit the community. We're going to knock on doors. We're going to greet people on the street. So you've been called. You know how Uncle Sam used to have his finger and say, I want you. Well, Jesus is doing that to you today. I want you to go out in the street and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So today you're going to be enlisted soldiers for the will of God to reach those that are in need of him so that they also can enlist into this great army that is already guaranteed the victory. I don't know no army in this earth that is guaranteed the victory. No army. But the army of God is guaranteed victory. Because at the end of the day, win or lose your battle physically, you will be in heaven. You will be refreshed in his presence. You will be in God's presence at all times. And you're going to be praising and glorifying his name. You think the service this morning was good? Wait till you get to heaven. Street of gold, sea of glass, angels singing everywhere, harps, things that we can't even imagine. He has gone to prepare a great place for us. Are you ready to enter those pearly gates and to rejoice with him forevermore? Evermore. Evermore. In his presence. He will refresh us as soldiers. So as an enlisted man, we must just continue to prepare ourselves. How do we prepare ourselves? Well, we have to vest ourselves in the armament that he already gave us. It says, the armament of God. Where can you find that? If you go to 2 Timothy, I mean, Ephesians 6, chapter 10, verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 10 to 17, it's the armor, armor of the soldier of God. God. And the word of God says this. Verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the powers, against the world forces of this dark, of darkness, against the spirit forces and the wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist the evil day and have done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having Grilled, grilled, <laughs> grilling your loins with truth 
and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having sold your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So do you just put on the helmet? And you think you're ready for battle? Mm -mm. A good soldier always arms himself with everything. So if he's, if he's equipped you with everything, I, I, I always go back to football because that's my favorite sport. So if I'm a football player, I just put the shoulder pads on and I run out to the field. Guess what the referee is going to say? Uh-oh, son, you're not ready. <laughs> go back to the sign and get your helmet because you're going to get a concussion. Or if I don't put my... My pads on my, on my legs, when they hit me, ooh, it's going to hurt. Same thing here. When you prepare for battle, you don't just put on the helmet and walk out and say, okay, put them up. No. You put on the helmet. You put on the chest plate. You put on the, you pick up the sword. You make sure you have good shoes on your feet. You make sure you have stuff covering your legs, your arms. It may be heavy at times. It may feel like, oh, this is a lot. But the word of God says, arm yourself completely as a good soldier and prepare to go to battle. And when you're going to battle as a good soldier of Christ, what you're doing is you're being refreshed by the word of God, which is the sword that you use to defeat the enemy. And your faith, it blocks off those flaming arrows that the enemy throws at you, and there are many, because when you're in battle against the enemy, the enemy's coming at you in every direction. That's why you need comrades in battle. Soldiers are not just soldiers by themselves. It's a unit of soldiers. It's a battalion of soldiers. It's a brigade of soldiers fighting the same battle you're fighting. And when you you're facing the enemy, he's attacking you from the front, and he tries to flank you from the back. Your brother stands firm with you. He turns and he guards your back through the prayers that he is going to lift up for you because he knows that you're battling the battle in the front. You're doing heavy lifting in the front and you can't turn around to pay attention to the enemy that is attacking you from the back. But he's praying for you. He's standing in the gap. Just like in the days of when they were building the walls back in, in Jerusalem. There was guys... There was guys that were building the walls, but there were guys with swords and spears standing firm in the gap, making sure that the enemy didn't come to attack. And that's what we must do as fellow brothers and sisters, soldiers of Christ in this great army. We must stand in the gap. We must stand to our right, to our left, and to our rear of our fellow soldiers in prayer so that they may be able to complete the mission that they set. You know what? One thing my pastor, Pastor Cedric, our pastor, says a lot is that he is appreciative of those that pray for him because he is one of our leaders. He is up front always, and he's always doing God's work. We have to pray for him constantly. Every time God moves you to pray for him, pray for him. For you don't know the battle that he is going through at that moment, but know that you have his back. Know that you have 
his right side, his left side, and that you stand firm in faith, believing that God will lift up those shields to cover him from those flaming arrows. But it's not only for Pastor Cedric, for anyone who stands firm in the Lord and is a soldier of Christ, we stand firm, united with them, like Pastor Juan said, in unity as one, fighting the same battle. So how will we refresh when we are soldiers? How can we refresh others? Through prayer, through counseling, through words of encouragement. When your brother is knocked down by the enemy. You know how in the battle you see the guy get shot? Uh, he falls to the ground. The soldiers don't leave him there. They pick him up. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Or come on, let's go get him to a medic so he can be healed. He can be stitched up so he can come back to fight. No man left behind. It's, it's the military thing. You don't leave no man behind. Sometimes that's not true with the military. Sometimes they have to leave you behind. But in God's army, you're never left behind. You always reach back for your brother when he's fallen. Don't let him fall and, and think that he's alone. He is not alone. He has God first and foremost, and he has you to help him battle the battle. So when you see your brother slacking, when you see your brother not in church on Sunday, and you're wondering, oh, it's been three Sundays, I haven't seen him, what should I do? Hello, hey, brother, how you doing? I miss you so much during the service. Uh, you're sick, you're, you need prayer, you, you're everything okay? Is there something I can do for you? We sometimes forget that. We're not refreshing our brothers and sisters. Take time to refresh your brothers and sisters. Extend your hand to them. Greet them when you see them come back to the church. Hug on them, love on them. Give them what God would give them if he was here, presently, physically here to hug them. You are the hugger for Jesus Christ. You're the one that needs to put your arms so that they can feel Jesus through you. And understand that they are love. That's how we can refresh others as good soldiers. Secondly, a servant competes according to the rules. You say, well, we got rules? Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't read the rule book? <laughs> this is the rule book. There's certain things that we have to adhere to, certain commandments that God has given us, you know, like love your brother, like you love yourself. What are the rules? Love your God before anything and everything. It's in there. Be kind to others. It's in there. Rules. So, as a good athlete, now, we might be out of shape, but we still run for Jesus. Amen. We still play the sports for Jesus, whatever sport he lines us up with. It says in verse 5, also, if any, anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rule. So, according to the Bible, you don't win if you don't do what is in the Bible, what is God asking you to do, what God is instructing you to do. We might break the rules because we don't know the rules, because we don't open up our Bibles. So again, the importance of opening your Bible 
every day and asking God, show me something new. Try to read the Bible from front to back. It may take you a year. It may take you two years. No matter how long of a time, but ask God to give you the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding of the scriptures because there's a lot in here that we need to put into practice. There's a lot of things that we need to start living and we just can't live part of it because it says you must compete with all the rules. So if I'm a runner, and one of the rules is I have to put my sneakers on to run, I put my sneakers on, but when they hit the, the gun, I go to the sideline, and I, I'll take a car to the end of the race, and I jump out at the end. Hey, I didn't adhere to the rules, but I still won. <laughs> no, you didn't win because you cheated. You can't cheat God. God is all-knowing. God knows. You might cheat us. Your brothers and sisters, we might think you're like, oh, oh you know, oh, Pastor Jose, oh, that guy, oh, Gerardo Scott. But I'm just as human as you. I make mistakes. I get angry sometimes. Uh, I have issues <laughs> uh, like everyone else. But I'm always reminded by God, uh, repent from that. Let that go. Let me help you with that. And if I don't, then I'm still not a vessel of honor. Because, you know, one thing to be godly in the church, that's easy. And praise God, glory to God. But when you're at work, are you a vessel of honor? Are you an athlete that's competing to the rules? When you're at home with your family, men especially, are you quick to anger? Are you quick to say things that are degrading of your wife? Woman, are you honoring your husband? Are you respecting your husband? Children, are you listening to your parents when they instruct you to do something? I'm bored. Well, go clean your room. No, I don't want to do that. But guess what? You're dishonoring your parents because they're asking you to do something. Because you say you were bored. They found something for you to do. Not what you wanted to do, but something that needed to get done. Be the same here, there, and everywhere. Don't change who you are. Remain the person that you are. Always trying to Bring honor and glory to God in all that you do. You might fall short sometimes. That's why forgiveness is there. That's why God has mercy. God will instruct you. He will convict you if you're truly serving God. If you really, really have your heart de dedicated to God as a bond servant, he will convict you through the word, through song, through another person like they may say something and remind you of something that you fell short of, and then you're like, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. Forgive me. Forgive me. Help me part from that. Help me change that. So as an athlete, you must adhere to the rules. Uh, you just can't do it alone as an athlete. As an athlete, you need a coach. If you're running, you need a coach to help you build up. Who's your coach? Pastor Cedric, Elder Mark. Deacon Joe, Sister Susie, whoever it is. It doesn't have to be a person in position, but a person that is full of God that can refresh you, that can build you up. 
And as an athlete, you're always trying to build yourself up to be the best athlete, to compete this great race that we run daily until we hit that finish line. And God says, here's your reward for running a good race. So depend on others. Be refreshed by others. And if you're a really good athlete, if you're really good at it, look at the other guy that just started. He's only run one race. You already ran 10. Hey, dude, you're doing a great job. Encourage them. Keep going, reading your scriptures. I, well, I don't really understand. Well, let's get together and let's just read the scriptures together. Anything you don't know, ask me a question. Can I pray for you? Can I help you understand something that you don't understand? I'm not, I'm not perfect. I don't know it all. But what little I know, I'm going to share with you. I'm going to refresh you, keep you encouraged so that you can then refresh others. That's how the church grew. It started with a group of people in the book of Acts. Disciples that united, that were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they overflow. Others heard the gospel through uh, the preaching of the disciples. It says that in one sitting, one, one gathering, 3,000 3, came to know the Lord. Then 5,000 came to know the Lord. Imagine Pastor Cedric came up here and preached. And first, we had speakers outside. And the word of God got out, and there was thousands of people outside, and 3,000 people came to the church. Uh, time to move. Time to go buy a tent. Time to do something, because it is time. God can do that. He can still do that here today. He can fill this house so full that we'd be standing room only. We got to put speakers on the outside so people could stand in the parking lot to hear the word of God, to worship with us outside. That would be amazing. It's not impossible. For all things are possible through Christ who strengthened us. So believe. Remember at the beginning of the year when I said 2023 is going to be a special year? I'm still believing that. I'm still seeing that. I see new faces in this place. People I don't even know by name. I just know they come to church. I've seen them three or four times. Thank God for that person. I'll get to know their name. God is bringing back those that were away for COVID. They're coming back. God is sending our people to other places to plant and do more work. Some of our people are going away, but we continue to pray for them because God may have a mission for them in Florida, in California, in Arizona, in Texas. Wherever he sends them, God may have a mission for them. And the refreshing of souls out there will be accomplished through them. So compete. By adhering to the rules. Rules are in the Bible. Open it up. Hear it. Turn it on the radio. Someone's preaching it. Carefully listen to what they're saying. And don't take my word or Pastor Cedric's word or any other preacher that stands in front of you to be gospel. Go to the Bible. Confirm what we say. That's why we give you the verses that we're reading. We say Ephesians 6. You should have went to Ephesians 6 in your Bible. You know how Pastor Ken says, your finger's going to be doing the, the walking? He's the one that confirms. Is what he's saying is the truth. If it's the truth, it's here. 
God, 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 have mercy on me if I go away from this word. Because we don't add and we don't subtract from it. For it is sufficient to, to fulfill every need that you have. So compete according to the rules. And let us finish with this last part. A servant are willing to work hard. We are willing to work hard. Verse 6, it says, A hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive the shares of the crops. So how can you receive the first blessing, the, the first refreshing, if you're not working hard for our Lord and Jesus Christ? When you go to work, do you go late? Do you do half the work that the boss instructed you to do? You know, he could say, well, I don't need you. Bye. You let go because you're not working hard. So we work hard as Christians so that we can gain the refreshing or the first fruit of our labors. We don't do it for that reason. We don't work hard just to gain the refreshing and to get the first fruit. But it's the blessing that comes from working hard. I can't buy a car that I desire to have if I don't work hard for it. I can't maintain my home if I don't work hard in my job to maintain my home. I can't protect my family. I can't feed my family if I don't work hard at my job. I can't expect anyone to be refreshed by me if I'm not being refreshed by working hard towards that. So working hard is a little difficult sometimes. It's burdensome, and sometimes you get tired. But that's where the refreshing comes in. God is always refreshing you when you're working hard. You may start off cleaning the bathrooms here at the church, cleaning the sanctuaries. That's how I started. I was asked by Brother Ken, Kevin Robbins, Hey, Jose, can you do me a favor? Would you be interested in helping me with cleaning the, the sanctuary? It only requires one Saturday out of a month for six months. Good salesman. So I only have to do it six times in a year. Yeah, I could probably do that. Sacrifice one day for that. And to be in the house of the Lord. And I used to come here and I used to be cleaning the toilets and singing and praising God with my brothers that were cleaning in the other room. We were all praising God. Preparing the house of the Lord for his people. We were praying over the chairs. We were praying over the, the foyer. We, Lord, bring people here. Lord, let this be pleasing to those that come so that they come back again. Not knowing that one day I'll be at the front sharing the gospel, this privilege, this honor, this, this, this is an honor. This is a privilege. You too can have that privilege if God deems it, if you work hard at it, if, if God sees your 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 efforts, your desire to share the gospel. God can lift you up to bring the gospel. He's probably preparing your hearts already for what he has in store for you. And you don't clearly understand, because I didn't understand at the time. I used to stand in that foyer like a greeter and greeting people, saying hello to people. And certain people in the church just took it upon themselves to call me pastor. I'm like, no, I'm not a pastor. No, don't call me that. Oh, oh I don't want to be a pastor. No, 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 no. That's... That's Pastor Cedric, that's Pastor Tim, that's Pastor Gary, that's not me. Don't call me that. Someone told me, he says, 
Don't tell me not to call you what I see God instructing me to say to you. You may not see it yet, but God will reveal it to you. And I was like, oh, I better shut my mouth. <laughs> and I shut my mouth, and when they said it to me, I would just say, thank you. God bless you. I'm not, but okay. The refreshing of God flows out of you with a simple smile, with a simple greeting. God bless you. How are you today? How can I pray for you? Hey, I'm glad to see you, brother. Wow, you look sharp today, brother. Simple words like that can motivate a person to be like, wow, I like this place. I feel like home. See the sign? says, welcome home. That's for everyone that enters these doors. Welcome home. And as a family, we got to take care of each other. We got we to gotta bless our brothers. We got to refresh our brothers. Do we do a great job at it? Maybe sometimes we come short. But God always circles around and reminds us what we need to do. So when we fall short, somebody pick up the pieces. We all can't fall short at the same time. We all are being refreshed at different times. So whatever your calling may be, you might be a greeter, a parking attendant. You might be the guy that cleans the church on Saturdays, and nobody knows who those people are because you don't see them. But you think God doesn't see them and blesses them and refreshes them on a daily basis? They get joy to clean the house of the Lord, preparing it for us. So if you find out who that person is, Thank you, my brother. And thank you for what? Thank you for always being there and cleaning the church. Sister, thank you so much. I heard you clean the church. We appreciate it. Because that's their ministry. That is their ministry, and that's the way they refresh the church. They refresh you. So let us refresh each other as God refreshes us. Because the word of God tells us he refreshes us. He gives us strength when uh, we ask. And he prepares us. If we're diligent soldiers, if we're good athletes that follow the rules, if we're hard workers, if we're good bond servants, if we're in covenant with our Lord Jesus Christ, the living water of the Spirit of God will flow through us out of us and to those other vessels that need to be filled. Look at your brother or your sister next to you. Can you fill their cup when they're going half empty? Can they fill your cup when you're going half empty? That is our job as bond servants of Christ to do the will of God in kindness and love with a pure heart. Be a bond servant of Christ. Have a covenant with Jesus Christ that will then allow you to serve others like Jesus serves us. Thank you again for listening to our series, Refreshing, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Please tune in next week to hear the continuation of our series, Refreshing, It's What We Need and What We Should Give. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, 
commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.